Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Extra Yard with Augustina Brestar. I'm Augustina, <laughs> if you were wondering. <laughs> and this week's guest, super excited, mostly because I don't win at a lot of things when it comes to sports takes and my friend Jackson here. <laughs> but we're going to do a little update on our team draft today since the postseason has officially started. Jackson, that's crazy. The postseason has started. How are you feeling about it? I, as a Packers fan, am feeling pretty happy. I like where the Packers are, but I'm also excited just in general because there should be a lot of good games. I think the football team versus the Buccaneers is going to be a sneaky good game. I always like uh, a good front four against Tom Brady. Also, Tom Brady's only one in three against NFC East teams in the playoffs. So... Hashtag analytics for you right there. But um, <laughs> I think there's going to be a lot of good games. Ravens-Titans is another one that really jumps out to me. That's going to be really yeah. – so I'm excited. Yeah, I think there's definitely two games that I would say are, like, must-see, I guess. Um, and then there's a couple that I just feel like are probably just – like the Indianapolis and Buffalo game, I feel like there's a reason that Saturday morning. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we're going to get into all these games, but we should probably update everyone. So currently I'm at 177 points. You are at 137. It seems like a big gap, but I think your teams that you have in the postseason seem a bit more promising than mine. So like Kansas City. Buffalo, Baltimore, I would say more confident in those teams in the AFC than I am in like Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely seems like I kind of have a stranglehold on the AFC and you have a stranglehold on the NFC. Unless like you could take the AFC with Tennessee, potentially maybe Pittsburgh. I don't think Big Ben's going to do anything personally, but mm-hmm. um, and I could maybe take the NFC with Seattle if Russell Wilson oh, goes please, up. please, I hope you do. <laughs> I don't. I hope, I hope you win it all at the Packers. I'd be very happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I mean I've told you about this, but we'll just tell the listeners here. So Jackson during our team draft took Seattle before I took Green Bay, but either way we ended up with each other's teams. And then someone had texted me who was listening, and they had said. So this was what like last week, and he was basically like, "So are you gonna be happy or sad if Seattle makes it to the Super Bowl?" And I was like, "I'm 100 going to be happy." <laughs> oh yeah, the so same for me with the Packers. Like, <laughs> I don't care. I, say I don't care about this, but like, I care a lot more about the Packers' success. <laughs> um, but yes. So little backstory there. I proposed to trade to Jackson, and he didn't accept it. <laughs> so, Look, no, no. <laughs> You jokingly proposed it. I said I'd accept it. <laughs> You're right. It was a joke. I'm taking Green Bay because they are probably my biggest hope to get out of the NFC. Although I'm not sleeping on the Rams, which sucks because we're going to talk about the Rams and the Seahawks soon. But should how should we do this? Should we go consecutive or ones that are least exciting to most exciting? Or we could go most exciting to least exciting. It's my podcast, so I'm going to choose. We're going to go consecutive. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. So it works out well. So as we go through, we'll talk about our team draft, um, I guess how it will affect points-wise, and then 
let's just talk about who we think is going to win, what to look forward to in this these games, and if we see any upsets coming. Um, so, yes. Okay. Saturday morning, Philip Rivers and Josh Allen. <laughs> I think – do you think this is going to be close at all? I don't think so, but who knows? The only chance I think the Colts have is if Xavier Rhodes and their cornerbacks go like God tier and get like a couple picks of Josh Allen early. But even then, I mean, the Miami game this last week, Josh Allen threw a pick the first drive, and I think the next drive was three and out. Yet still, by then, the first half, he put up 28 points. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're winning 28-3 to three or something, 28-6. So I I didn't I wasn't sure how good Josh Allen was going to be going into the season. I thought he'd be good, thought he'd continue to improve a little bit. But I don't think anybody could have seen him improve this much to where he, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't put up a legitimately career year and Pat Mahomes doesn't put up a Pat Mahomes-like year, he could easily win the MVP. And people – would understand it. So I think I think you gotta go Buffalo in this. Brian Dable is a genius as their offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Really works that offense around Josh Allen well. And their defense is also good. So uh I think it should be Buffalo. I also don't believe in Philip Rivers. I know you're a big Philip Rivers person, but I'm just <laughs> I love not a believer in him. I do. I think the only way Indy stays close in this is, and I say close, like I don't even think it's a guaranteed win if this happens, but they definitely need Josh Allen to have some turnovers, a couple turnovers, and Jonathan Taylor has to go off. That offensive line has to play really well, and Jonathan Taylor, which is, you know, kind of interesting. The first half of the season, Jonathan Taylor wasn't great. Granted, mm-hmm. he was also sharing carries more than he is now. Um, but within the past, like, five, six, uh, second half of the season, I'll just say that, he has been yeah. spectacular, you know, averaging more than 100 player. yards a game. So Yeah, he's been great. Mm-hmm. And everything is advertised the second half. Yeah. So, but, And I think the other guy who needs to have a big game if the Colts are going to even make it close is the fourth Buckner. Because – I've always said, and I'll say it again during the time when we talk about Tom Brady, the best way to beat a good quarterback is to get pressure with four guys. Uh, we've seen it in the postseason. We saw it uh, with the Buccaneers against Aaron Rodgers early on this year. And the Forrest Buckner is the best guy on that D line. And he's, I mean, he's a tank. He's, I don't know how he wasn't a pro goaler this year. He played amazingly. And if he can have a great game like he has earlier on this year, I think. They need that if they want to have a chance. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, which four guys getting on the quarterback doesn't seem like a hot take, but <laughs> here we are. <laughs> um, okay. How this affects our team draft. I have Indianapolis. You have Buffalo. I'm expecting this to go to you. Yeah, I hope it does. I'm also a big Josh Allen fan. He's full of my – Favorite players in the NFL, maybe my one of my favorite non-Packers. So it's really did any okay outside of Buffalo fans really who predicted Josh Allen having this kind of season? I think a lot of people are going to say, "Oh, I thought 
I predicted Josh Allen would have a great season just like this. But anybody who says that they thought he would be this good, I'm going to call BS. <laughs> no, there's no chance anybody thought he was going to be this good. I mean, mm-hmm. His completion percentage improved from like 59% to 70%. Yeah. And I think he is still throwing with a similar average depth of target mm-hmm. from last year to this year. He only turned over, I don't remember, 11 times, which really isn't that bad. Um, and combined for 44 touchdowns, which, like, I thought he'd be better, but I, I thought he had nowhere near that I think he'd be this good. Mm-hmm. So, I'm just going to say it. <laughs> Minnesota's really dumb <laughs> for really just, like, giving up on digs. Well, yeah. Yeah, I agree. It, um, I feel bad for Minnesota fans. Although, I mean, they have Justin Jefferson. <laughs> They, they got Justin Jefferson in the trade. So yeah. that trade is a complete win-win. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's been many more win-win trades in recent memory than that trade. Yeah. But Stefan Diggs, probably one of my favorite wide receivers in the league. He's also just one of my favorite people. He's he's a funny guy. He's hilarious. Really that video. I was, so happy. I was so happy when he got traded <laughs> because it was so hard to root against him when he was on the Vikings mm-hmm. just because – He's just a funny guy. And also, I, I liked him going into the draft. I think it was 2016 or 17. He played for Maryland, and I remember him beating up on the Badgers and Gophers, that, I think either that year or the year before. I'd watched a couple games of him. And I thought he looked good. I didn't think he'd be nearly this good, but I thought it was a good pick when the Vikings picked him, and he ended up proving everybody that thought he was going to be good right. Mm-hmm. Big Stefan Diggs fan here. Mm-hmm. That's why I drafted him. I think he's the only wide receiver I drafted. Actually, I probably don't have him in our fantasy league now that I'm thinking about it. But in all my other ones, I drafted him. Yeah, because I, I think Blake actually in our league. Yeah. And I got a lot of hate from everyone. They're like, why do you love Stefan Diggs so much? And <laughs> bam. <laughs> okay, so we're both taking Buffalo. We don't think it's going to be super close. How do you think Philip Rivers is going to look this game? <laughs> I don't think he's going to look that good. Sad. I'm being completely honest. Yeah, it's sad. I mean, <laughs> Fredavious White is a beast. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what they're going to do with him. If they're going to match him up with T.Y. or what. But I think Philip Rivers is going to be dinking and dunking a lot. And... He might have okay box score stats by the end of the day just by doing that and thinking about Naheem Hines and some of those guys like Jack Doyle, Moali Cox, but I I don't think he's going to play great. I mean, he might not play poorly, but I don't have confidence in him. Yeah, same. It's sad. Although I'm really happy the Colts did manage to make the playoffs. Like, if Philip Rivers was to get 10 wins and not make the playoffs, I would have just been very upset. That would have been very sad. (laughs) Very sad. Okay, wait, hold on. Entertain everyone because... So, people listening, my roommates have a cat. His name is Tucker. He's a very fat cat. And he's trying to get out of my room. He's currently being held hostage, so BRB. Okay, back. The next game, Saturday, Tampa Bay... Oh, wait, no, I lied. The Rams in Seattle. Um, I have I have the Rams. Jackson has Seattle. Such 
it's like we just saw this game a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, who are you taking? I'm interested to hear. I gotta get a coin and flip it for this game. I, I have no clue. I, I have honestly no clue. Cause I think it really boils down to what kind of rust do we get? Mm-hmm. Like, do we get good rust? The let Russ cook weeks one to five or weeks one to six, where he was, you know, tearing the NFL on fire. Or are we gonna get the rest of the season Russ or like late last season Russ, where I don't know what happened to him. You know, he's throwing, he's having two turnovers a game. He's throwing for like six yards an attempt, just terrible numbers. And I mean, if, I, I was watching the games and sort of like one or two of the games, and he didn't look much better doing it. He has, and he has wide receiver talent. His Lockett and DK were both nice. Chris Carson's a pretty solid back. I mean, he's been off and on injured this year, but yeah, I think it really boils down to what Russ are we going to get? I think we're going to get a good Russ at Seattle. He's been a pretty good playoff quarterback in his career. I think I'm just going to choose Seattle also because they're my team. But if it'll be really interesting if Goff can't play. And what's his name? Wofford? Yeah. I, I forget how he's played. Yeah, so mm-hmm. he, he's, a, he's a pretty good threat with his legs. It'd be interesting to see what McVeigh dials up for him. Right. Because I think they had one play that they dialed up for him, and he got like 15 yards on it. Yeah, so if anybody can utilize his skills, it's Sean McVeigh. Mm-hmm. So it'll be really interesting to see how this goes up, or this game ends up. Also, the game two or three weeks ago, I remember watching. It was just one of the worst games I've ever seen. I, I should say. It was a really bad game. And as somebody who was playing in the semifinals of my Superflex Dynasty League, so it's a two-quarterback league, and I had Russ and Goff, uh, it's just (laughs) terrible. That's really unfortunate for you. (laughs) It's like every series, I was like, I'm hoping this game's a shootout. And then it's like, what was the final score? Like 16-7 and or something? Mm, It was was terrible. terrible. Um, Yes, if I was a better, which... (laughs) I've just given up on that lifestyle. <laughs> I would definitely take the under in this game. I really, yeah. I don't see it going more than, actually, what is, what is it set at? I don't see it going more than like 40 points. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I think, oh, the over under is 42 and a half. So the Vegas agrees. Um, I am going to take the Rams painfully. I, I think part of it is because, you know, Seattle's defense has looked a lot better the last couple weeks. Um, but with Jamal Adams might not even be playing. I, I don't see that. He, I mean, he got injured this last weekend, which little rant here for a second. I don't quite – well, we're going to talk about this eventually too. I don't quite understand why Pete Carroll kept all of the starters in after the first half where it was pretty obvious, right? Because the only way we're going to get the one seed is if the Packers lost and the Saints lost. Yeah. And at halftime, it seemed pretty obvious that both of those things weren't going to happen. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why he kept starters in. 
Specifically the Saints. Like the Saints were yes, dominating. I would say pretty much the, finish. the Packers, they had some moments where the Bears had the ball and they were down like five mm-hmm. in the second half where they could have made made a count comeback, but yeah. Yeah. The odds were stacked against them. Yeah, I would definitely say I wasn't confident the Packers were gonna win. I was pretty confident the Saints were gonna win. Yeah. Either way, extremely frustrating. We talked about a big theme on this podcast this season has been how crucial that one seed is just because mm-hmm. only one team's going to get it, right? And so I think getting players that even just that half off is huge. And then to see some players get injured the second half of that game, which is extremely frustrating because it's like, why? We didn't necessarily need to win last week. I don't know. Anyways, this is not a Seahawks podcast. That's just my mini rant. Anyways, I think – a big storyline of this game is going to be, you know, who's playing quarterback for the Rams. I don't really think that's going to affect the Rams overall. I don't know. It's not like Jared Goff is a spectacular quarterback. I was disappointed in Goff this year. Mm -hmm. I was hoping he would make a little bit of a step forward. Not necessarily be, you know, tier one, but like lower tier two, you know? Yeah. Kind of like the guys like Baker, you know, because – Baker fits in Stefanski's offense really well. And Baker's, like, he, I mean, the best way to put it is a system quarterback. I mean, he's a great system quarterback. He fits the system really well, very efficient in that offense. And Stefanski really helps him out. But even with Stefanski helping Baker out, Baker still has to execute. And it's kind of like Goff in 2018. He played really well with McVay. But he really hasn't been able to replicate that success the last two years, even though McVeigh is still a genius, you know, boy genius, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I've been kind of disappointed in Goff. And his efficiency wasn't that great this year. I think Wofford's in the small sample size was pretty much the same as Goff's in terms of EPA per play. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, all this to say, I don't think the quarterback play from the Rams is going to make a huge difference. I think you hit the nail on the head when you brought up Russ's play, right? It, it really is going to be dependent on that. If Russ comes out and he has a great game, then I won't be upset (laughs) Um, that my take is off. Uh, I just, I don't necessarily see that happening. He hasn't really done anything to prove me wrong up until this point. And the two games against the Rams, like the first game, I don't think he was bad, but he wasn't that good. Mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. I'm not mistaken. No, yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't what we saw the first five. Yes, yeah, that's way to put it. It's going to be a defensive battle, and I think the Rams' defense is better. Actually, I know the Rams' defense is better. Yeah, yeah, Aaron definitely. Donald is a beast. So. And Jalen Ramsey, probably the best corner in the league. Yes, I mean. As a Packers fan, Jair's, Jair Alexander's definitely up there, but I, I think Jalen Ramsey's definitely just a tad better. Mm-hmm. Tad better. No, I, I think you think there's a gap. <laughs> um, Jair, uh, Jair's the highest graded by PFF and was only allowing 40 yards per game. Yeah, no, he is. He is also. So he's also maybe a, small, give it to a gap, like a small gap. <laughs> but I don't think there's a huge. Yeah, gap. I never said how big the gap was, Jackson. There's a gap. Okay. <laughs> um. Okay, you're taking Seattle in a coin flip. <laughs> taking Seattle. If the Rams win, I will not be surprised at all. Mm-hmm. I think I'd actually think this game would be more fun if Wofford starts because 
I want to see what McVay does with his running ability. Mm -hmm. And he just kind of looks kind of derpy, which is kind of fun. <laughs> derpy. <laughs> and have you seen his hair? Well, yes. like, come to the field with his hair all messed up, like cowlicks in on the back. Yeah, I don't understand. And he's kind of funny. You don't really see that normally. Dirt. Um, and then I'm taking the Rams. I would not be surprised if Seattle wins this game. But yeah, I'm gonna take the Rams. Saturday night, Tampa Bay and Washington. Sneaky good game, I think. You said that already. Mm -hmm. I think. I texted you that, you know, Washington, the, it's a good matchup between, mm -hmm. you know, Washington's four and then Tampa Bay's offensive line and Tom Brady. It's, I think this has upset written all over it. Yeah. My, my heart wants to, me to say, Washington, I love the football team. <laughs> I just love the name. I hope they keep it. I love Chase Young, Alex Smith, great comeback story. Antonio Gibson's a fun player to watch. Scary Terry's a beast at wide receiver. But I don't I don't think I can choose against Tampa Bay in this matchup. If I'm gonna choose Washington to cover the spread. Good teams win, great teams cover. I think Washington covers the spread. But I think Tampa Bay still pulls it out, especially if Mike Evans plays. Mike Evans, it looks like he might end up playing, which is really? crazy because I thought he was going to be out. Yeah. I definitely thought he was going to be out. He, there, I heard oh, something this morning that there's a chance he could play because hmm. there is no structural damage to his knee. Okay, so it's not nearly as bad as we thought it was. No, there's like no structural damage. It's not a. I would bet that it sounds like he would at least be able to play if in the divisional round if they made it, mm -hmm. but it's kind of I think questionable right now. I don't remember exactly what the designation was. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is we know we've seen Tom Brady does not play well when his offensive line cannot protect him. Mm -hmm. S specifically this season. Yeah. How do you think, you know, Chase Young, that those four that they have, do you think the Buccaneers are going to be able to stop them? Do you think they're going to be able to protect Brady? I don't think it'll be perfect by any means. I think they'll be able to do enough. And I think Brady will probably get the ball out quicker than he normally does, or at least normally has this season. Mm-hmm. Like, probably more closely with how he was playing in 2019 in New England yeah. when he was really getting out quickly. Didn't have the highest yards per attempt ever because of it, but playing okay. I mean, I was a critic of his performance last year. I thought it was kind of overrated. You know, the difference between their offense last year and their offense this year isn't that huge, if I'm not mistaken. It's just their defense is so much worse this year, which is why the record is a lot worse. Mm -hmm. But... I think I think he's he's a very smart quarterback, one of the most cerebral quarterbacks in NFL history, and I, I think they're they're going to frustrate him. But I, I think he'll play well enough. And worst case scenario, I mean, you just throw it up to Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown. You know, they have a good chance of catching it. Gronk, 
<laughs> Ronald Jones is another good receiving threat out of the backfield. I mean, he has all the weapons he could want. Mm-hmm. So I, I think my heart says Washington, but my head says Tampa Bay in this game. Something I've been thinking about is what if we see Bruce Arians and Tom Brady come out and their offensive plan is just so much different than what we've seen, right? For the longest, for the longest time, I feel like I've been saying they need to run the ball a little bit more. Um, Specifically, not Leonard Fournette (laughs) running the ball. Yeah. Why does he get so many carries? I think they sh- I don't think they should be running the ball as much as they are personally, like on their first and then 10 early downs. Mm-hmm. I think they're running a tad too much, in my opinion. But specifically, Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette just kind of sucks. Yeah. I'm I fine with Ronald Jones. He's okay. But yeah. Fournette's not bad. I just think they – maybe they shouldn't run the ball more, but maybe run the ball more with Ronald Jones than yes, Leonard that's, Fournette. That's a good medium. I, I like that. Yeah. I. They should definitely do that. Um, it'll be interesting though. I think this game, it's good in a Saturday night, kind of a strange, what are your overall thoughts on Saturday NFL games? Love them, hate them, don't mind them. I, I love them when there's no college football on. So like, I mean, only really do it past the college football season. Mm-hmm. So I love it. I, <laughs> no shame. Um, I think it was week 16. I watched from yeah, it was it was like the twenty-fifth through the twenty twenty-eighth. Uh so four days. I watched ten NFL games. I watched the Viking Saints and then I watched the three on Saturday. I watched three on Sunday, and then I watched the Monday night game. It's amazing. <laughs> I love when they're spread out because it's like you can watch granted, I watch them all anyways because I have like all the screens, but oh. It's nice being able to just watch like one game at a time and mm-hmm. really take yeah. it in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Saturday. That's the full recap. You're taking Tampa Bay, right? Yeah, I'm taking Tampa Bay. It's my official prediction. I want to take the football team. I think the football team covers, but I don't think they will. Yeah. I want to be bold enough and spicy enough to call the upset. Do it. But I don't think I can. <laughs> um, yeah, I unfortunately am going to pick Brady. I think this one, too, this game we should highlight because I have both of these teams in. Yeah. So really, as far as the team draft, it won't really affect me. Yeah, I'm cheering for Washington. And we, sh- we should talk about Washington and the NFC East. Because you drafted three of the four NFC East teams, and I just got lucky enough to get the winner of the NFC East. Yeah, to be fair, the Giants were like my second last pick. So let me just also state that. But, yeah, I mean. The Washington football team were my third to last pick. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just saying Giants. Next to the Giants. Okay, yes. But also. Yeah, that was very unlucky. I mean, you deserve to win. Don't get me wrong. Not stating that. You did. But that's very unlucky for me that Dak got hurt. Because if Dak doesn't get hurt, Dallas wins the division. I mean, there's no chance they don't. Yeah. They're, one, they're one win away without Dak. And Dak is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. At least top seven, in my opinion, probably maybe top five. I guess either way. 
five to seven, something like that. And also, I think when we were talking about the Eagles when I drafted them, one of my things I said was like, oh, the Eagles were a nine and seven division winner last year and they dealt with a ton of injuries. There's no way they have all those injuries again. And then they had all those injuries again. <laughs> and they had all those injuries again. I mean, pretty much all on offense. Like at one point, I think their top three wideouts, their top two tight ends were out. And throughout the season, they're starting left and right tackles, both went out for the season. And I think their backup left and right tackles along with their original starting right and left guards. So like only Jason Kelsey at the center spot was a start of the entire season. So, and Carson Wentz forgot how to play football. So yeah, I, was gonna I mean, say, that one I, didn't expect him, I didn't expect him to be great, but I expect him to, you know, not be one of the worst quarterbacks in the league and literally forget how to play football. He, I mean, he was just atrocious. He just had no pocket presence at all. If for all you listening there's a big thing in the analytics community saying like sacks are a quarterback stat. And if you want to figure, if you want to like just watch a guy that epitomizes that, just watch Carson Wentz specifically like versus Jalen Hurts. Like Carson Wentz, just no pocket presence at all. Whereas Jalen Hurts can actually you know, run out of the pocket a little bit, kind of sense the pressure. Yeah. It's, uh, I also like the football team, so I'm fine with you getting that. They're a fun, they're a fun feel-good story. Ron Rivera's a good guy. Alex Smith's a good guy. So I'm okay with you taking that. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Although, this was a question I was going to say for the end. Were you frustrated when <laughs> basically Doug Peterson just decided to tank? Right, because if they were to beat the Washington football team, the Giants would have been in. That would have been five points for you, five less for me. I, I was a little frustrated, but then I was like, I'm probably not, it probably is not going to matter. I'm probably not going to win either way. Um, and I'd rather see the football team face the Buccaneers mm-hmm. because I was going to say they probably have a better chance, but the Giants almost beat the Buccaneers earlier on in the season on Monday Night Football. Mm-hmm. I think it was like week eight or something like that. I mean, if Daniel Jones could execute the two-point conversion, I think they'd go to OT, which great play design by Jason Garrett. Got to give him credit there. <laughs> if you haven't watched the play, just look it up. It was absolutely masterclass. And um, I think it's going to be more fun game with the football team. But the really funny thing is, is the fact that Everybody's, you know, up all up in arms. Oh, Doug Peterson just put a shame to the league. It's just an abomination what he did. But in reality, like he just put in his backup quarterback. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's like imagine imagine being Nate. Just wait one second. Imagine being Nate Sudfeld, <laughs> and everybody's just screaming that Doug Peterson just put shame to the NFL because you played. <laughs> like. Imagine being that bad. And I was watching the game. He was that bad. He was, he was just atrocious. He didn't look like he ever threw a football in his life. Like, I think he had two attempts past, like, five yards. Mm-hmm. And one of them was intercepted. And, the other, and he also had a fumble that was recovered by Washington. But in my actual opinion on the matter, I think it's fine what Doug Peterson did. Um, he wanted to evaluate. Look, I, I wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't have done it. Let me just state that. 
because I would want to see Jalen Hurts play, and I would want to see how he does like in crunch time. But you want to evaluate Nate Sudfeld for next year, specifically Carson Wentz might not be there. You know, it sounds like he wants out. You're going to have to find a backup quarterback for Jalen Hurts. Is Nate Sudfeld answer? Well, we now know he isn't. (laughs) (laughs) And let's also not forget that Jalen Hurts was not playing that well in that game. (laughs) He was seven for 20 passing for 70 yards Mm -hmm. and he threw a pick. He had like 50 yards rushing for two touchdowns. So that was good. But he, he led him to 14 points in the first three quarters. And I, like I said, I went to Dunnett. I would want to see Jalen Hurts, but I think it's totally fine what he did. And also, there is a big difference between the sixth and the ninth draft spot. So like, if he was doing partially for that, you know, it's not a bad consolation prize yeah. to see that Subfeld isn't the answer and get a little better draft pick. My thing is probably people should have just been more annoyed at the NFL for making this the final game of the season. (laughs) (laughs) Right? It had huge playoff implications. Don't get me wrong, but there were other games that had huge playoff implications that I think would have made much more sense to have as the final game of the season. For instance, the Packers and the Bears game, I think would have been a great game to be the final game of the season. Like Definitely. I, and we knew that neither team was sitting anyone or mm-hmm. it just made sense to me that that game would be it. I mean, you could have put Seattle in the 49ers also. Yeah. The only thing is with that Sunday night game, like in Sunday games in general, like the week 17 games in general, they try and make it so no team yeah. has an advantage you know, mm-hmm. and like the Packers would have an advantage in the Sunday night spot versus the spot that they were in Sunday afternoon, because if the Seahawks were to lose, then it suddenly doesn't matter for them. Right. And if for the Bears, if the Cardinals were to lose, which they did, the game didn't matter to them. So mm-hmm. I understand why they didn't do some other games. I think there was one game uh, that looked good. Let me look it up. But I, yeah, I thought, yeah, it wasn't the greatest game ever. It was kind of an ugly game to watch. <laughs> it's gross. I'm just trying to think what other games could have worked there. I don't know. Either way, I mean, no one's really wanted to watch the NFC East to begin with this whole season. <laughs> and yeah. I don't know. Be angry at the NFL. We see teams tank all the time. No one was saying anything. Actually, people were upset when the Jets won. That's true. So there's a lot of good takes there where people completely contradicted themselves. Right. So it's just like just consistency. It would have been less annoying to me if Doug Peterson would have just come out and said it rather than being like, oh, I wanted the opportunity to win. So to be fair, before the game, some reporters were saying that Doug was going to be playing his or is going to be considering playing Sudfeld if Hertz wasn't looking great or like just to evaluate him. Mm-hmm. So he thought about that going into the game, but yeah. It's because he was thinking about tanking going into the game. That's fair. <laughs> Did you find the game or no? We can move on. No, I, I was looking. I don't think there's a single game other than 
the Washington Philadelphia where it, it doesn't really depend where like you it could have not mattered. Mm-hmm. Sad. Okay. Well, that's what we got, people. That's what we got. It did kind of feel like a super undramatic ending, though, right? We've had this whole season where <laughs> games had to be postponed. You know, we saw some really great quarterback play from, like, Aaron Rodgers and, you know, teams really like Miami and just, like, great stories. And then it just ended the way it ended. Kind of lame. Yeah. <laughs> it was definitely very lame. <laughs> That is a very good way to put it's it. Like, is this I guess one one game that could have been a good for the time slot would have been Arizona LA or the Rams. Yeah. That could have been, that, that could have been good because Arizona was probably gonna have to win, was gonna have to win either way. And if the Chicago would have won an earlier time slot, then LA would have had to win mm-hmm. to get the playoffs. So that that could have been a better one. But that game ended up being bad too. So <laughs> Maybe it would have been better if it was in the night. That's true. Maybe they just need the extra three hours of preparation. Exactly. (laughs) Okay, we're moving on. (laughs) Sunday. Sunday. Three games. I think they all are kind of good games. The first one, Mm -hmm. for sure, Sunday morning, Baltimore and Tennessee. You have Baltimore. I have Tennessee. I really want Baltimore to win this game, though. Um, for reasons that I had said before, where I really want to see Baltimore and Kansas City in the playoffs. That would be fun. That would be very fun. I I think I'm picking Baltimore. I want to see Baltimore win. I think Tennessee's defense is terrible. Like so bad. They're just terrible. It's really and their bad. offense is really fun to watch. Tannehill, Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, Corey mm-hmm. Davis, Johnny Smith. They're a really fun offense. And Arthur Smith running it. I mean, they're a great team. I think it's going to be close. I think it's – I don't know what the over-under is in this one, but it's probably got to be real high. Like, mm-hmm. if I had to guess, 52 seems pretty high, but I could see it being close to that. I'm going to learn now, but I always say, I think Tennessee's offense is made up of like the manliest of men. Derek Henry, AJ, Brown. like it, it really doesn't get better than that. And it's a shame their defense is so bad. There are definitely dudes. I don't want to fight. Yes. <laughs> I, also, I, mean, I wouldn't want to play many people in NFL, but very much not AJ Brown or Derrick Henry. <laughs> Can you imagine? Derrick Henry could just like put his arm out and I would fall over and like probably break a rib. <laughs> oh, yeah. Actually, yeah. I mean, uh, that's the NFL players. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, like, over under is 54 and a half. Okay. So pretty solid, pretty close. Mm-hmm. I'm taking Baltimore in this game. I also think Baltimore is just peaking at the right time. Mm hmm. Yeah, Lamar's had his like four best games this season. I think. I think he's his ESPN's QBR has been ninety three something over the last four games, which you really love to see. I, he wasn't playing well at the start of the year, but he's really he's really improved on that. Yeah, and their run game is. I I don't want to say it's as good as it was last year, uh, but it it feels it, like it's getting there. You know. Mm-hmm. They're on the right track, at least. And they finally put it together. Whereas 
you know, we really hadn't seen it all season. <laughs> yeah. Until, also, what? Also, Bar- Baltimore is probably a little bit better than the record indicates at 11-5. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have the highest point differential in the league at 165, which is pretty insane. Yeah. So, they're probably a little bit better than the record. I mean, the Titans have the same record, so. Mm-hmm. If Tennessee's defense was better than it is, <laughs> I would probably I might consider taking Tennessee. I'm just not convinced. Yeah. You know, after seeing, yeah, what the Packers did to them. Granted, the Packers and Baltimore's offenses are very different. Yeah, very true. I I still don't see any way they stop Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I don't think they will. I also think. I also got to think that Lamar is going to be playing angry this year. Like, I think he's going to, obviously, you know, you're playing 110% every playoff game. Mm -hmm. Some games just mean a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And I think this one to Lamar, revenge game, third game in the playoffs, people are talking about how he can't win the big ones. I I think he's he's going to play well. Mm -hmm. Any concerns about this Baltimore team? Assuming they win this game. Biggest concern about Baltimore? Well, I think the biggest concern for about Baltimore is including this game. Can they keep up with the big offenses? Like with Tannehill throwing it all over the field, mm-hmm. with Josh Allen throwing it all over the field, Pat Mahomes, if they were to make the Super Bowl against Aaron Rodgers or something like that. Because, I mean, Baltimore is really good. And they're really good if they can take control of the game. I don't remember what the stat, I don't know what the stat is now, but I know at one point Lamar was, I think, 21 and 0 when leading at a half and 0 and 6 when down at the half. This was through week four or something this year. I don't remember exactly. But they can take control of the game. They're great. You know, Lamar's, that rushing offense is elite. Mm-hmm. But if they're going to have to, you know, play in, obvious passing situations might be a little tougher. I, I think Lamar is a good passer. He's not a great passer. And if he has to pass in those really obvious passing situations, I think Tennessee might be able to, or even Buffalo or Chiefs might be able to stop him a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think probably related to that, <laughs> Baltimore's wide receivers, <laughs> probably yeah. my biggest concern. I think that might be one of the things that keeps prevents them from being able to keep up with some of those offenses, right? You look at who Kansas City has. You look at who Buffalo has. Buffalo's wide receiver core, I'm convinced, is like the best in the league. So we're just including wide receivers, not tight ends? No tight ends. I know. I know you want to say Kansas City (laughs) or maybe Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay would be up there. I'd say Tampa Bay is better. I mean, Mike Evans, Stephon Diggs, Stephon Diggs, small edge there. Chris Godwin better than uh, Cole Beasley, and uh, I'd say pretty solidly. And then Antonio Brown's better than John Brown, I'd say. I kind of feel like it's the way the wide receivers are used, though. Does that make sense? So you're saying that they're better in the offense? Yeah. Okay, so I guess then we're also including offensive coordinator in this. Yeah, so Buffalo. With, with, I can understand the Brian Dable making mm-hmm. that wide receiver core a little bit better. Yeah. But if we're including tight ends, 
are you going Kansas City? It's got to be Kansas City. Yeah, I mean, they got Tyree Kill, who's at minimum top three, probably top one or two, depending on who you think between him and Devontae. I know you posted DK was the best in the league. Okay, it was mostly just to make Packers fans angry. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, I think most anybody at this point would agree it's probably Devontae or Tyreek. Yeah. And Travis Kelsey, easily top tight end. Well, receiving. George Kittle, when you put it, like, overall, I'd say the neck and neck. Mm-hmm. But when it, when it comes to receiving, Kelsey's probably – top 10, including wide receivers. And Sammy Watkins pretty solid. Nicole Harmon's pretty solid. Can't go wrong with those guys as the three and four options. Mm-hmm. And Demarcus Robinson, pretty solid. So I'd probably go Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was distracting from my point here. It's continuing on naming how all the quarterbacks have great wide receivers. Aaron Rodgers, yeah. Devontae Adams, the list goes on and on and on. So yeah. concerning about Baltimore. Um, but we're both going to take Baltimore in this game. Congrats. Mm-hmm. Kind of crazy because at, what, maybe like six weeks ago, a lot of people were kind of counting Baltimore out of the playoffs. I never was. Jackson never so was. Crazy. I also don't think I was. I don't think you were either. I'm no, I wasn't saying. because I was very anti-Cleveland. <laughs> I didn't think we yeah, were yeah, going to yeah. sustain it. Um, so I was not counting Baltimore out either. And like where we are now. Mm-hmm. Um, do want to give some credit to Tennessee's offense. It's, oh, yeah, they're great. Tennessee's they're great. flaws are not nothing related to their offense. I would say mm-hmm. it's really that defense, yeah. a hot mess. They're really bad. <laughs> okay, next Sunday afternoon, Chicago in New Orleans. Who are you taking? I think I got to choose the Saints in this. Mm-hmm. I think Chicago will keep it closer than most people expect. But I'm not a huge believer in Breeze at this point in his career, especially like if he get towards the end of the season, you know, he's getting that dead arm that he's got in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. But it's in the dome. That helps Drew Breeze a lot. Chicago, I think they've really helped Mitch Trubisky the last couple of weeks. As a Packer fan, I've been really sad because even early on this year, I was harping on the Mitch Trubisky should be starting. I don't know why they traded a fourth rounder to take on Nick Foles' contract. Stupid. Like, I was happy about it because as a Packer fan, you know, it's a bad deal for the Bears. I I don't know how the Jaguars managed to convince the Bears that they needed to trade a fourth round pick to take on the Nick Foles contract. Like, that's one of the worst trades in recent memory, in my opinion. Absolute fleecing. But back on the main point, I thought Mitch Trubisky, he was a good quarterback in 2018. And the last, like 2019 and early 2020, and early like this year, they were playing him, you know, like he's just a stand in the pocket passer. Like he, he he's a running threat. And they've been really utilizing that the last couple of weeks and really opening up the play action game, like against the Packers. They got Cole Komet open a lot on the play-action game, like just short down off passes. They're not trying to have Mitch do too much, which you can't have him do too much. He's not that great of a quarterback. I mean, he's okay. But he's, he's an okay system quarterback in the right system. And I think they're molding that system around his strengths more now. 
So I think that definitely helps their offense score, like whatever it was, the 30 points per game in the last five weeks that they have. But with all that being said, I'm still picking the Saints. Allen Robinson is a beast for the Bears, but uh, they don't have much else. Yeah. I'm also picking the Saints, and I'm really sad the Saints didn't get that one seed because I think they might be one and done in the playoffs which is unfortunate. They were my Super Bowl pick, and I was very confident about it. Until... Wait, you're, saying, you're saying one and done as in? Like they're going to win this week, and then whoever they play next week. Oh, okay. Lose. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, yeah. I don't even know who they would play next week. I haven't really looked that far into it. They would most likely play the Seahawks mm. if the Seahawks win. <laughs> okay. Otherwise, Then they might the... not be one and done. <laughs> Otherwise, if the Seahawks don't win, and the Rams win, and they'd face the winner of the football team versus the Buccaneers. So maybe they won't be one and done. Yeah. I could take that back. But maybe they'll be – they for sure won't if it's them in Green Bay. And I don't Yeah, I, I would be happy with that matchup because Drew Brees and Lambeau in January is not going to be a good combination. <laughs> yeah, no. Unfortunately. The only chance they'd have is if Alvin Kamara just goes off, which he did against the Packers the first matchup. but. Is Michael Thomas playing? I don't know if he is this week. Um, I thought he was going to be back at some point, either the first round or the divisional round, but I honestly don't know. Hmm. Let's yeah. look. I'll look it up online while you figure it out. Um, I will say I'm going to take New Orleans in this game. I do think it'll be close. Chicago hasn't looked terrible the past couple weeks. Trubisky hasn't looked terrible the past couple weeks. Although before this week they played the Jags, so <laughs> that's not saying much. Yeah. Um, I it'll be a close game. I'm mostly interested to see if the Saints defense is going to get back to what they were like in the middle ish of the season. You remember the exact game I'm talking about when it happened. It was when they played Tampa Bay, and all of a sudden it was like, yeah. wow. This is this is what I was waiting for the whole season. And then it kind of fizzled out, but and not fizzled out in the sense that they're bad, but they're not yeah, they're, as they're dominant. Open. It'll be interesting to see if they can get to that point. Yeah. Also, Michael Thomas practiced today. This is Wednesday they were recording this. So he practiced today. I bet it sounds like pretty solid chance of play. Yeah. Okay. Well, I hope he plays. Mm-hmm. more fun if he does. I managed to not build up that much resentment against Michael Thomas this season. So I just wish Jameis would play. <laughs> I also wish Jameis would play. Look, so here's my take. Jameis is greater than Taysom, is greater than Breeze. <laughs> it's such a terrible take. It's no, a- Not my actual take to anybody listening, but it's just my, in terms of fun to watch, easily, easily that. Okay, that's valid. Final game, wild card weekend. Cleveland and Pittsburgh. I also have both of these teams. Mm-hmm. Damn, I was kind of dominant in this. I kind of got lucky, not going to lie. Um, yeah, I mean, you did well. But also, just as I st- told you earlier this year, or like not earlier this year, like this earlier week. this week, <laughs> if we change four regular season games, then I'm winning going to the playoffs. Yeah. I, th- I think it was, uh, it doesn't matter, but. 
No, it, it would be if Miami was in over. Yeah, if, so if Miami would have won this past week, or if they would have won any of their games that they lost, mm-hmm. if Arizona. Washington football team would have lost this week, or any of their games that they won, if the Seahawks would have beaten the Rams the first time, and if the Cardinals would have beaten the Rams this week, because then yeah. the Cardinals would have been in over the Rams, the Seahawks would have had the one seed. The Dolphins would have been in, the Giants would have been in. But that's not how it played out. Sorry. No, no, I know. I'm <laughs> not salty at all. I'm just stating the facts. Anyways, so Cleveland, Pittsburgh. I have both these teams. Unfortunate because I was really looking forward to this game and then COVID happened again. Yeah, it's sad. And considering Cleveland kind of struggled against Pittsburgh last weekend, like their backups, <laughs> I don't, I don't see this going well for Cleveland. I don't. What do you think? I gotta pick some underdog. I'm going Cleveland. Oh my goodness! You're gonna, of all the games, you're gonna pick them. In the going game. all in on Baker. It's fair because they're playing Pittsburgh, and I'm not I confident also, in Big Ben. I also love Nick Chubb. You know, you're playing in Pittsburgh in the playoffs. It's going to be cold. They're not going to want to tackle Nick Chubb. And you could say the same thing with Derrick Henry in Tennessee. I get it. You know. But um, Nick Chubb, I think he's going to go off. I think Baker can do well enough. And I also don't believe in Big Ben. I think Big Ben's washed. So Not a hot take. He is washed. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think he's going to play that well. He can't throw deep. Mina Kimes has been on this take since the beginning of the yeah. season. Um, Although he had that, remember when he had that deep ball like two weeks ago and everyone was like, <laughs> yeah. yes, he can't do it. <laughs> yeah, throw like one every three weeks. Yes, yes great job. <laughs> but I think it'll be close. There's a chance Pitt, Pitt will, in all honesty, there's a better chance Pitt wins. But Cleveland definitely has a chance. I got to believe in something. I'm believing in Cleveland. So Stefanski won't be there, right? He can't coach this weekend. No, he cannot. So that's really sad. You should be their coach. That would be fun. <laughs> it would be very fun. Um, I do think that plays a role. Yeah, in definitely. This game. I'm not confident. And Big Ben. I'm honestly not even confident in Pittsburgh's defense anymore at this point. <laughs> but I, I'm still going to take Pittsburgh. I Just because I think COVID, what? They also haven't even been in their practice facility this whole week, right? Yeah, Were they able true. to return today? I don't think they're in it today. I think they're still out of it. Then, yeah, I... Yeah, Miss Marsh. It's going to be hodgepodge. Yeah, I just... I'm not extremely... I'm not confident in Cleveland. I also don't even want them to be in this freaking game. So well, yeah, I don't. I don't have great reasons to take Cleveland, yeah. but I just want them to win. That's my main reason. Mm-hmm. Want them to win. I really like Nick Chubb. I like Baker. I know you don't like Baker, but yeah. I like him. It's not a secret. Um, For everyone listening, I don't like Baker. Watch. <laughs> Miles Garrett, great guy. Walter Payton, uh, Man of the Year nominee for the Browns. Mm-hmm has never done anything bad against the Steelers in the past. Um, (laughs) uh, I think that's why I'm going with the Browns. Okay, you're going with the Browns. I'm going with Pittsburgh. 
really what I'm looking forward to is if Tampa Bay wins. We're going to see Tampa Bay and Green Bay, right? Uh, unless Seattle or New Orleans gets upset. I would like to see Tampa Bay and Green Bay. It would be very fun. It would be very, very fun because sadly we never got the Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers matchup in 2014 that we all wanted. So it'd be fun to see them in the playoffs. Okay. Which leads me. So we're going to get into our final segment here. Just a couple questions. One playoff. Like if you could pair any two teams together, teams that are in the playoffs right now, Okay. Not looking at their record or anything. One okay. matchup you hope to see or wish you could see. One matchup I want to see. Mm-hmm. Ooh. As a football fan, Green Bay, Tampa Bay. That should be fun. Um, just Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady dueling out. Um, and both great offenses. But as a Green Bay fan, I don't really want to face Tampa Bay. It'd be fun, but I'd rather face a team like the Rams or the football team or the Bears. What about That'd be Seattle? More of the, be more of the ideal matchup for me. Wait, but what about Seattle? I'd be fine facing them. I, I wouldn't be angry. But, you know, Russ is good. So Wait, what was – you said something. Something – Unnecessary shot last weekend. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I uh, texted our fantasy football group chat, and I said, it's really sad that all the NFC West teams have backup quarterbacks playing right now. <laughs> so, so unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> and I think at the time, Russ was like 10 of 20 for 80 yards. Yeah, he was bad. He was bad. It was still an unnecessary <laughs> shot. Anyways, so I think the week before I uh, made the Spider-Man meme with like the three pointing at each other, and it was like Russell Wilson, Andy Dalton, um, Jared Goff. Goff. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't actually believe these things. I think Russ is a good quarterback, but it was fun to make fun of him when he's playing poorly because earlier this year, Augustino was saying that, oh, there's a huge difference between Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) And I was like, no, not really. And I guess now I can say that she was probably correct. because It was the other way around. Clearly, (laughs) the other way around. So I will state that I was wrong on that statement. And you were right that there is a huge difference between Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. Thank you. I'm extremely happy you understand that. (laughs) Anyways, one matchup as a football fan you wish to see is Tampa Bay and Green Bay. <laughs> Another one that would be fun is Chiefs Buffalo. Yeah, because if Josh Allen's playing well, that could be that could be a shootout similar to the Chiefs Rams in 2018 that they played in Mexico City. Oh my goodness, that game was crazy. It was like 54 49 or something. Yeah, insane. it was wild. But we also know that's like how you beat the Chiefs. So, oh, yeah, gotta score a lot of points. I think one game, I already said it though. I really want to see Baltimore and Kansas City again. 
mm-hmm. think it, I think it'll look a lot different. Yeah. As a Seahawks fan, <laughs> I don't really want to see us play any of these teams because I don't think we're that good. <laughs> <laughs> An unfortunate take. <laughs> okay, and then we have the Okay, I'm two for two. I'm just gonna put that out there in predicting the college football playoffs. Um but we have the champion not nah, the championship. This it's Monday, right? Is it Monday? Yeah, it's it's on Monday, yeah, five days Monday. from now. Are you taking Bama? <laughs> I gotta go Bama. I love Justin Fields, but not gonna have all the adrenaline that helped keep him like and he was playing for injuries. Gutsy performance, great performance by Justin Fields. And you got to imagine him going off against Trevor Lawrence after losing last year, you know, being the second rated quarterback recruit in that class. You got to feel like he was really motivated last week and wanted to prove a lot of the doubters wrong because he's had some bad games this year, not as good as people are expecting. But it's still a very good year. But um, I got to go Bama. I got to go Bama. I mean, Mac Jones is a beast. Bonta Smith's a beast. Najee Harris is a beast. Yeah. There's a chance Jalen Waddle might come back. He's a beast. I mean, they got three of the top five Heisman voters or like Heisman placers. And that's just crazy. Their offense is insane. I don't think Ohio State can stop them. And for Ohio State to win, it's got to pretty much be like, how, how what, what was the game? Uh, how Auburn beat Alabama last year when Mac Jones was quarterback for them. Like, just get really lucky. I think Auburn got two pick sixes that game. One of them was on the goal line. You got to have some lucky plays. I'm not confident those lucky plays are going to happen. And I think Bama's going to end up winning this game. I'm going to take Ohio State. <laughs> uh, last week, I said that Ohio State was going to beat Clemson. And then they were going to get absolutely destroyed by Alabama. But I'm going to take that back, and I'm going to take Ohio State. Ooh. That's probably my spiciest take of the whole day so far. Yeah. I mean, they're, I think, seven-point underdogs. So, no, wait, did, you pick, did you pick the football team? Now, remember, I said that I would take the football team, but then I didn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> I said upset alert, but I wasn't confident enough to That's call the upset. So I'm going to take Ohio State. Final question. How big is the gap between Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields? I think there's a solid gap. I'm, I'm not a big quarterback evaluator. I'm not going to pretend like I know more than a lot of these guys. But... I trust when they say Trevor Lawrence is a once in every 10 year prospect, you know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, they got it right with Andrew Luck. They got it right with Peyton Manning. We got it right with John Elway. And those are probably the biggest comps for how big of a prospect he is going in the draft. I'm going to trust him on this. I think I, I'm just watching him. He looks great. There's not much that he can't do. He's able to run when he wants to. Oh, that was another thing. I was so angry with Dabo during that game. It's like they were down 14 points or like 21 points with 10 minutes to go. And they were having Trevor Lawrence run read options. 
and he was getting destroyed by these linebackers. And it's like, Dabo, do you have any respect for Trevor Lawrence? You know he's going to be the number one pick as long as something stupid doesn't happen. You're not going to win this game. Don't put him in danger. My dad and I, we were watching the game. We were getting angry because it's like he had about two or three big hits against them. And it's like there's no point for that. If they had a chance to win, Mm -hmm. sure, I'm fine with it. Obviously, it's like when Justin Fields got destroyed. Yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, he got not even before the time he got injured, he got destroyed right before the goal line. And I'm fine with that because, you know, the game wasn't over yet. And it was the first quarter, I think. But when it's the fourth quarter, Ohio State had like a 99% win probability. Don't put your star player in the chance to get just destroyed and destroy his draft stock. Mm -hmm. I will say. I like Trevor Lawrence, uh, but I'm really happy that Clemson lost this game. I really don't like Dabo. Oh, so, I hate Dabo. Yeah, I, I don't really hate many. Like normally, when it comes to the like the bad guys in sports, I like them. I think they're like kind of funny. Right. I, I they're good entertainment. Yeah, exactly. Dabo's but terrible every entertainment. Time, every time he speaks, he makes me dislike him more. Yeah, it's just amazing. and it's just. It's not a good guy. Not a good guy. <laughs> Anyways, what a great, what a great ending to the podcast. We don't also like Zach Wilson. Not forget about him. He's also a great quarterback prospect. If you're looking for a quarterback this year, you're gonna be happy. Trey Lance, shout out Joe Blanchard, played on the same baseball team back in I think high school. He's he told me I think his junior year, something like that. Joe, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs>